0: Hi, it's Ginger Bell. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, and welcome to this episode of Flatten the Curve, not the Spirit. Today in the United States, we have over 615,000 confirmed coronavirus cases. We have unfortunately 26,000 plus deaths, but we do have over 38,000 who have recovered. So enjoy today's video. I sit down with 15-time Emmy award-winning producer Nick Natten, and he has a lot of great information to share. So Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy today's episode, and I'll see you on the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. Hey there, it's Ginger Bell. I'm here with the next episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit, and today I have with me someone who is uh, someone I've idolized for a long time, worked with for a long time, and uh, very happy to have him on. So Nick Natten, thanks so much for uh, joining us
1: today. Happy to be here. Uh, anything we can do to keep uh, keep the spirit rolling in the right direction?
0: Well, and that's really the whole reason I started this is just because, obviously, we're all at home. Um, We are all, you know, very type A personalities, so, you know, trapping us at home is, like, crazy. I know you travel absolutely like crazy, and so finding that new rhythm, I think, is important. And part of that is just being able to focus, you know, things that you're doing as far as your schedule. So, Um, I want to just talk about that. You know, you had a post out on social media just talking about you had a routine and now that's completely changed and that's been one of the challenges. So what are you doing right now just to to keep yourself focused and positive? Yeah, so I mean, you
1: know, the rhythm of life has changed whether we wanted it to or not. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, not in a bad way, I I think the, you know, to use a cliche term, the new normal is going to be very different. I think once we get through this, I mean. I don't know what the economy is going to do. I don't because I think there's so many people hurting beyond what we can even even recognize right now starting from, you know, uh, let's say minimum wage workers all the way up and businesses just crumbling. So who can who's going to be able to pay a mortgage? I don't know. There's going to be lots of those questions, but here's the thing we we can't worry about all that especially right now. Um, we don't know what's going to happen once we get out of these quarantine spaces. The fun thing is seeing everyone's quarantine space. You can see he's sort of like a serial killer and who's not. Like, like who's got, Yeah, so, who's so got- let's
0: talk about your quarantine space. And that's so true. I was watching uh, Jimmy Fallon's been doing his live. And I don't know if you've watched his, but man, I tell you what, he has like a sick house. He's got a slide that goes down where his kids are playing. But I'm noticing all those Emmys that you have uh, behind you there. So nice little thing. What, what did you say you're up to
1: 15 now yeah yeah so no thank you so that's that's fun to see everyone's spaces and sort of where <laughs> they call home um, you know so here's like life for me was I only traveled seven nights a month because I have three kids uh, who still love me even up to now we'll see after this quarantine <laughs> we're currently going through homeschool and everything else right now um, I also have a wife who still likes me we've been married it will be 18 years in July here coming up. And so I, I, at some point I realized I could travel 38 days a month and it wouldn't be enough because there's just so much opportunity. And my wife, you know, reminded me that, Hey, I didn't sign up to do this alone. And so we made it a, a conscious decision. I travel seven nights a month. Well, I sort of had that all worked out. I'd be gone one to two nights a week. When I was home, I would uh, wake up with the whole family, drop the kids to school. My wife and I would work out here at the gym where we 'd go run i wouldn 't take my first meeting before ten thirty. I would take nothing other than phone calls after three o 'clock so I could pick up kids i got three one and dance two in soccer and track and field and you know just life right so when i was here like i needed to be here and so i would work around all that and i i had this rhythm and uh another friend of mine named alex sharfin talks about momentum and for entrepreneurs we need momentum like the thing that kills us the most is when we don't feel like we have momentum we like we starve for it because we need like I don't know. We need to find that way to put one foot in front of the other. So I realized that like, of course, I don't know what's going to happen financially. I don't know what's going to happen with my business. I, mean, I just don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to figure all that out, trying to triage like everyone else. But there's only so much we can do. And, and I don't know what people's spending habits are going to do in the next three hours, far less the next three weeks or three months or three years. So we can't worry about that. So one of the things that I, I figured out was just giving me just knots in my stomach was just this – uh, this uncertainty. And a big piece of it was, I was just take the routine, the rhythm that I had taken years, 10, 12 years to develop was just suddenly pulled the rug was pulled out from under me. Um, I have not read it. I don't remember the name of the book, but someone posted the other day that one of the things that is very, uh, relevant today is a book about the stages of grief, because it's okay to feel sad and angry and upset about like right. your reality has just been changed. That's okay. It, it's happening to everybody, but you, it's okay to acknowledge that it's, it, it's, it's a thing you can grieve. That's okay. So what I realized is that my only thing I can do is like figure out how can I gain momentum again? Right. And what does that look like? And so no, um, I have a mentor named Dr. Nito Cobain, who you know who he is, one of the most incredible, most incredible speakers in the world, an incredibly wise guy, a great businessman, just a great all-around guy. Uh, president of High Point University now too, uh, and he lays out a philosophy that I'll call, uh, you know, Dr. Cobain's Rule of Thirds. And he basically says, you know, a life well lived is life lived in three equal parts third earning, a third learning, and a third serving. And so I've taken, that's what I've always tried to do anyway, but he really sort of codified it for me. And so, you know, with my films and everything else, that's really what we try to do. And I also realized like, you know, it's funny, I actually had a nonprofit where we donated all of our author's book royalties to a year in that too. I just actually converted it to not be a nonprofit. Not that we're gonna take any money out of it. We're still gonna donate it to other causes, but it was costing us so much to, to have it as a nonprofit, profit was actually taking more money that we could give away. And I wasn't going out raising money as a nonprofit, so I literally didn't need to do it. But my point is, people who aren't interested in earning are probably not for me. Like, I, I realize that to make the world go around, people have to make money, they have to earn. That's what allows us to do these other things, to go right. out and, and to serve, and, and to serve abundantly. So I, I really try to live my life in equal parts. So for right now, while we're trying to find this new normal, I would just encourage people, what I'm doing is, It might be 10 minutes it might be two hours i don't know what it is but try to find just dedicate some time every day to earning like what is earning going to look like so for me i've for the last decade i've offered pretty high-end services. I mean, everything from $1,000 a month to have clients pay me $50,000 a month. Right. And so I don't know what's going to happen, any of that. So what might earning look like, at least in the near in the near term? Uh, learning, what can I learn? So I, I try to run and work out every day. Um, I try to listen. I don't love reading. It's just not my thing. I need to get better at it, but I read a lot of audio books as I run. I listen at two times speed. Now I'm getting to two and a half, like I'm trying to up my game. Uh, that's like a contest. But so... I'm constantly learning. Uh, By the way, a couple of the best, I'm currently uh, listening to my good friend, Peter Diamandis' new book, the future is faster than you think. Uh, I just finished David Goggins book. Can't hurt me. Um, Those are two amazing books. If you're looking for some things to listen to Uh, and then a third of your day serving. So a third of your time serving. And for now it can just be one thing. So is it, you know, we dropped off some food to a friend's house, my son's soccer coach the other day because uh, he's, helping a food pantry and they already ran out of food. Right. So what do we what do we have around we can spare? Well, apparently someone thought, we didn't buy a lot of toilet paper, maybe we should have. We got, I don't know how we have so many jars of peanut butter, right? So like, we just grab what we could take. That was it, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then the other night, like my parents, were from Barbados from the islands. My parents were on vacation, visiting my cousins and aunts and uncles in Barbados in the Caribbean. And they just got back, they came back early last week, and they were advised to do a 14 day self quarantine. Because they've been through three different airports, and right. so my parents come and see my kids. Well, typically they're dance and soccer and all this stuff, like a few times a week. And so they're like lonely. So yeah. I somehow walked them through downloading Zoom the other night. And we just had like <laughs> we just had like a Zoom hangout for like 30 minutes with my parents yeah. after dinner, and and it was like a way, you know, not like you know, like it was like a way to serve them. Like it, it doesn't have to be like this grandiose thing no. that you're going out to save the world. Just like look around you, who needs who needs a call? Who needs who needs, who needs, who needs an uplift? Yeah. Who needs a? How can you serve him? Yep. My friend Dan Sullivan uh, from Strategic Coach was a brilliant guy. We were on a Zoom call with a bunch of other people from Coach the there, and he said uh, he has a document. I shared it on Facebook. I'm happy to share it with you again, but it, it's it's about basically leading in on, in scary times. He calls it, mm-hmm. and so he wrote it after September 11th. Then he used it again after the the meltdown of 2008 mm-hmm. 2009, and then he just republished it again. And it's really 10 mindsets you need to take just take into account it's right now it's about people it's not about profits it's about serving it's about like it's how to gain momentum in this time when let's be honest nothing is normal and will it ever go back to it i don't know but let's not worry about that we can't so one thing he said that he taught people to do after september 11th in 2008 2009 i think it's a really smart strategy i'll share with you is to take 20 to 25 people that you think are going to be very important to your future Mm -hmm. just very important to your future and uh, set a time to speak with them and talk with them and and ask them questions. I mean, first of all, I'll start with how are you feeling? How are you doing? What are you doing? What are you working on? Um, if they'll let you record it. And he said, you know, Dan always says good coaching is not an- great answers. It's great questions. And hey. so he said, you know, take those 20, 25 people, you know, interview them, talk to them, say other thing, and don't talk about yourself at all. Just interview them just like you're doing here. and then And then share it back with them. And he said that People who did it during the last two downturns reported that their their revenue, after the, after the big hiccup was over, their revenue in the next quarter was far greater than they expected it to be. And it was through those 20 to 25 people because they had reached out in a time to serve them. And when those people go back to spending or joint venturing or partnering or referring or whatever it is they do, they will remember that you came to serve them, not yourself. And a lot of other people didn't. So I- I'm going through that sort of same strategy right now. I'm also currently spinning up a bunch of Facebook lives and podcasts because I what see. else do I have to do? <laughs> uh, I've got uh, just coming I've got Jay Abraham. I'm going to be doing a live watch party. I with Jay Abraham the documentary. Yep. Live Q and a Saturday. I've got Joe Polish. My brother is actually one of the top addiction specialists in the, in the world as a psychiatrist. Another friend, Dr. Ned Hallowell, who wrote the book unwrapping the gifts of ADHD. And we're just people during uncertain times. Joe Polish shared with me this, that, uh, addicts have a really hard time. They can't go to 12-step groups. And they're also super stressed and pressured. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a pressure cooker for this. So I'm just going to, that's not going to make me any money, but I don't care. I'm just going to get on there on Saturday. Normally, I don't do anything but with the kids on Saturday, but sort of every day is a weekend now. (laughs) And so I'm doing it on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern just to say, hey, if you have a loved one who struggles with addiction, if you do, or if you just want to know what to look out for, Check, check it out. I'm doing another one coming up with Tim Ballard, my friend from Operation Underground Railroad. Right now, people are locked in on their computers. Child trafficking online is going to get to an all-time high because trafficking now, a lot of it is digital. Uh, child pornography, rape, torture on live streams, Zooms, Facebook Messenger. So what do we do? What do we look out for? Again, not my business, but hey, let's, let's help. And so these are some of the things that I'm trying to do. And I'm just looking at, hey, what is my skill set and what are my resources right now? Exactly. I've got a camera, I bought a new microphone, I did buy that on Amazon. I like that uh, one, is that the uh, Shure? You. This is the new Rode, uh, the Rode okay. Podcaster. I have the Shures in my office, but they take, this is just USB, it's easy to take all sorts of preamps So yeah. the mess. And I got a new fancy set of headphones coming, that's all I bought. Um, and I, and I commandeered some of my lighting from the office because we got so much video lighting. Right. This is like a six-inch light. It's like this
0: big as a little tube. It's amazing, yeah, it's amazing uh, what you can have out there. And that's it. It's like being resourceful. It's like my neighbor. Being resourceful and how can you He She help, didn't right? have an extra. She didn't have a camera. And I got a bunch of, you know, Logitech's around. And so I tossed it over there, you know, put it in the middle of the street with a bag along with the, you know, a bottle of wine. It's like, here you go. Have fun. So it's like coming together and working through the community. That's really what this is about. there's
1: nothing else you can do so you need to stop freaking out about like i have friends who have i think 100 million dollar businesses that are going to severely get a hit like but the great news we're all in the same boat so i mean we're just gonna have to figure it out but but you really can't be paralyzed by that you have to be smart i mean i'm not saying go out and spend all your credit on big screen tvs or whatever it is but but just but don't get paralyzed by fear. You gotta do something. Find whatever way it is for you to find momentum to put one foot in front of the other. Again, I'm using this little simple formula of sometime earning, sometime learning, sometime serving. That's a strategy you can use or something else. It doesn't have to be that. Um, just find some way you can reach out and, and uh and put one foot in front of the other and and figure it out. You know, we're right. all it's going to take time for this all to shake out.
0: Nobody knows. Nobody has the answers. Yeah. But developing other skills, you know, that's one of the things, too. I say, hey, we all have the same amount of time. We're all at, you know, we're all, you know, at home and so you have the opportunity to either use it to learn something, to grow, you know, to to be able to do those things as far as the, the earning, the learning, and the serving. So focus on that, you know, double down on that. And that's what I told my team. It's like, hey, we're doubling down right now and we're just, you know, helping in any way that we can and taking our skills and our resources and what we have to be able to do that and then You know, when it all comes out, we're all going to look up at the same time and say, okay, you know, now let's go. And I think it'll be a collective effort at that time, too, to be able to do that. You know, and that's one of the things you do very well. And, you know, you and I were introduced. I wanted to become a best-selling author. And uh, my booking agent said, you know what, I happen to know someone that does that and puts you together with other authors so you don't have to do it all by yourself. And so, you know, the first book I wrote with you was with Brian Tracy and you know we hit and that was back in 2012 when things sucked back then and yeah. you know I was looking for a way it's like I want to stand out I want to be able to as we're going and the time we were going through that with the mortgage meltdown and I wanted to be able to stand out and I had to look for a way to do that so this is an opportunity to do that and so look for ways to be able to come out and to leverage and I think you have another book that you're doing with Jack Canfeld that'll be, you know, published relatively soon. So so look for those other things that you can do to be able to say, how can I stand out? How can I make a difference? And you've done a lot of that with the videos and the the movies and everything that you pre- produced. You know, I mean, we've got the one obviously with Folds of Honor that's coming out in August. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, to do that live and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and to celebrate that, but You know, you do a lot of that and being able to to share and to build. And that's part of the serving that you do. And I know it's the, the earning, but it combines all of those. So look for things that you can do to be involved with those kind of people, which you're really good at.
1: Well, thanks. It's uh, Hey, it's, we're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other. And I think I've always found that if I can like the way I got to work with Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield, I served them first. I mean, those guys have been in the business forever. I didn't, they didn't owe me anything. My parents didn't know them. They didn't go to college together. They didn't owe my dad a favor some re- and so I just had to figure out and that's how I do everything what that's how I got to meet Nito Cobain how can I serve you like I called Nito I said I'm actually a FedEx and so have his number and said hey I want to make a documentary on you for free uh and he's like well what do you want in return I'm like I just want to learn from you and he's like okay and so but I I just used the resources I had at the time right and that's what I always do it, it wasn't always a documentary I went to Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield and said hey I have a I have a thing that I do that can we can do some business together and and here's how it works, and they said, oh, that makes sense. And so people are constantly looking for what makes sense. They're sick right. of people over-promising, under-delivering, but they're, they're always up for uh, at least hearing about, uh, you know, something that makes sense to them, that's that's an honest way of furthering whatever their goal or intention is. So, yeah, it, uh, it can work in many ways, but I always just look for how can I serve first, and uh, seems seems to work.
0: Great, right. perfect. Well, very good. Well, I'll make sure and put all your information down below so people can uh, follow you as well. And I know you have a lot of great content. Um, what are projects that you have going on right now that when we get through this, we can say, hey, that's what I want to be a part of?
1: Yeah, so I've got, um, well, I mean, I'm finishing up a, a film right now. I'm finishing on Trafficking in America. So that's that's, that's coming out. That's the second I- one, right? Yes. Yep. And then there's a third one that's actually done but not out. So it actually it this is actually the third one I would say. The second one is is uh called Triple Take. It will be coming out. There's a movie um, starring Jim Caviezel where he plays Tim Ballard, the founder of Operation Underground Railroad. Oh. That'll be coming out in the summer. Uh finalizing distribution. I didn't do anything with that. It's a feature film, scripted film, about the same thing I made the documentary about called Triple Take. It's three simultaneous raids in the country of Columbia at one time, the largest child sex slave rescue in history. And so we have that documentary that's currently at film festivals. Thankfully it's doing very well there. That will come out in the summer. And then I'm also working on a film, again, with Tim Ballard. Uh, we just got back from Iraq. Uh, they're working on, uh, on saving refugees from ISIS and from sex trafficking of women and children there as well. Um, I got uh, a very big basketball commentator whose life story I'm about to do that I, I haven't announced quite yet. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff with Peter Diamandis. Uh, and I also uh, am going to be doing a film on... Uh, on lost children, so undocumented children across the globe, and what people are trying to do. I've been involved with Prize for years. They offer prize, incentive prize money to solve the world's grandest challenges, and for instance, they are trying to, to, they're incentivizing people to come up with a a digitally authenticated, globally recognized papering system for people who have no documentation. So if you think about it, if you're a Syrian refugee fleeing ISIS, and or your baby, let's say, and your parents get killed or you get separated, for the rest of your life, you have no papers, no one knows where you came from. And so you literally can't go anywhere. You're literally, uh, I work with a bunch of orphans in Mexico that have no papers. So people always wanna bring them to Disney World or just take them to do something or send them off to university. They can't go anywhere. So 99% of opportunity is shut down before they get started. And so uh, working on a film about this and how and what people are doing about it, especially in this crazy age of you know, millions of Syrians getting, I mean, I didn't really understand the problem. and. Sitting in our comfortable desks and houses and offices, it's sort of easy not to think about it. And it's very hard to think about, especially and get you thinking really negatively. But just being in Iraq filming, I met, you know, I interviewed probably 20 people who had been kidnapped by ISIS, abducted, trafficked. And these people are just trying to rescue their families from oblivion and they need help. And so uh, things like that. I'm just going to dig deeper into that stuff. And, uh,
0: cool. and got a lot, yeah, got a, I got a lot left to do. Yes, you do. And we love what you do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I say, um, I know you're not as busy as you normally were, but I know you are still busy. So I appreciate you taking time to be able to to share your insights, your expertise, and your information and, and hope, really, because I think that's what a lot of us want to hear. It's like, okay, you know, obviously you have the same challenges that we do, maybe, you know, a little bit different each of us have, but we're all navigating through this together. So thanks for uh, for hopping on. Thanks for all you do. And uh I look forward to seeing you again sometime soon.
1: Uh, Likewise, in person, hopefully. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Thanks for what you're doing. And uh, let me know how I can serve any of you guys who are listening.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So you've been listening to an episode of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit.